Hi, welcome to Leadership with Randy. I'm Randy Powell. Today you're listening to Highlights of Lessons in Leadership, our weekly conversation with inspiring people sharing some of those stories and lessons from their journey. So it's not about, I haven't done anything for my body, so this month I'm going to go and run a marathon. It's about incremental improvements. We don't need to see heroic change, but just do something. There's a wonderful line that we talk in the book, and I won't go through the poem, but it's always a little further. Where you have a choice, perhaps go always a little further. You've got the option between an escalator and the stairs. Take the stairs. It's those little things that do subtly, but in the aggregate, boldly move our resilience. We traveled around the world by Zoom for today's highlights, an inspiring conversation with Australian SAS officers Ben Pronk and Tim Curtis, co-authors along with Dr. Dan Pronk of their new book, The Resilience Shield. Following years of Special Operations Forces combat with the Australian Army, Dan, Ben, and Tim saw firsthand the impact of trauma and post-traumatic stress. They dedicated themselves to years of research, study, and interviews of others to develop their model of layers of resilience. They wove the stories of their own journey and those they interviewed into their incredible and insightful book. You can learn more about their work. You can also take their survey to assess your own resilience at resilienceshield.com. Now let's go hear more highlights from our conversation with Ben and Tim. And we thought the shield was a fantastic symbol. Not only does it defend you, but it can defend those that you're with. It allows one hand to be free to do other things. And in the Spartan context, those ancient warriors, um, it was incredibly important in the phalanx as a Spartan warrior departed about to fight the battle. Um, A mother would say to her son, return with your shield or on it. There was more disgrace in dropping your shield than dying and being carried home on it. But we recognise a bit like the Spartan mother passing that shield to the son. There's an innate layer. We all have some level of resilience. You bring it right now on this podcast. Then there's the mind layer, which is all about, yep, grit and determination and, and wanting to go and do something and learning from our mistakes. But there's also the meditation and mindfulness, our ability to flush the nonsense out of our head. Not surprisingly, a body layer comprising sleep, diet and exercise, a social layer, the importance of social support networks. Psychologists will tell us they will diminish our vulnerability. A professional layer, if we suck at our job, we're likely to be more stressed. And we add a bonus layer at the end called adaptation. And the adaptation layer recognises that If you've got real strong stability in the other layers, adaptation is your ability to do things using that as a platform that you never previously thought was possible. And uh, I tell a little little lie about the layers because it's not really layers like you'd see in a chocolate cake where you could just do without that layer. The layers are interwoven. You can't just say, I'm not going to work on my body layer because the rest of my layers are okay. We sort of came back to our experience in buying carpets on a place called Chicken Street in Kabul, the capital of Afghanistan. And when you buy a carpet on Chicken Street, we naturally want to look at the geometry and the colours on the surface of the carpet and imagine how it's going to look in our lounge room floor. But an Afghan carpet seller will constantly turn the carpet upside down because the value of an Afghan carpet 
is derived from its underside, the knots per square inch, the tightness of the weave. If you focus with a microscope in on that resilient shield, you won't see layers. You'll see interwoven strands. And if you decide I'm not going to do anything for my body layer, that diminishes the strength of your whole shield. It diminishes your whole resilience. And so our idea with the shield is that if all of these things equally contribute to resilience, which generally speaking, the research says it does, then you need to be doing something in all of those layers. Uh, we love the ancient philosophy of Stoicism. And in fact, most of the ancient schools of wisdom uh, say similar things. And that is, you really need to be able to differentiate between the things you can control and the things you can't control. And you want to dedicate your efforts towards those things you can and try not to expend emotional energy on those things you can't. And there's a wonderful Buddhist saying that, that says, don't let the arrow hit you twice, which links into these ideas of uh, being able to, to control how you react to emotion. So the first arrow is that information or that event. Um, often you can't really control that. But the second arrow is your reaction. We also say no resilience, no leader. Um, if you think of the most inspiring leaders in our history, it nearly guarantee that they exhibited incredible resilience and probably against all of the layers that we call out in our resilient shield. So step one for leaders is to work out how resilient am I? This concept of resilience is not just a shield for yourself, it's a shield for others. And so any of these things that give you that mindset that you're able to deal with adversity and that you can believe in something maybe a bit bigger than yourself also tend to have uh, the, the bonus of uh, looking after one another and recognising to our point before about empathy that ultimately we are all in this uh, together to, to coin a phrase from a, a famous Australian song that humility and vulnerability do not equal weakness. I think there can be a tendency as a leader to think if we're being vulnerable, that, that we're demonstrating weakness. Um, but of course, that's that's folly. And, and anyone who's worked with a leader who tries to pretend they've got all the answers or tries to pretend they've got everything under control, it's it's inauthentic. It's it's absolutely fake and it's it's very transparent. And so I think the ideas of humility, the ideas of vulnerability are actually leadership superpowers. For the vast majority of times, being able to be authentic, being able to be humble and being able to be vulnerable is a much stronger leadership characteristic. Thanks for joining us for these highlights of lessons on leadership. I hope you were as inspired as I am. You can find the full-length audio right here at this site, or you can watch the full-length video of our conversation at leadershipwithrandy.com. Now get out there and make a difference. Keep believing, dreaming, and doing, and have an awesome week. Hope to see you again soon.